welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Mac. And uh, today, as per usual, we're going to be talking about some movie-related news, and then we're going to move on to some reviews. I'm going to be reviewing *Inglorious Bastards, the new Quentin Tarantino movie with uh, Brad Pitt and a whole host of other people. And I'll be reviewing Gamer, the new movie from the guys who brought you cranks, starring Jared Butler. And uh, we will also be uh, drinking a beverage, a gamer-related beverage, straight from the floor of the San Diego Comic-Con. Could be fucking poison, but I checked the date. It should be okay. This was, uh, how'd you, this was sort of like... <laughs> it's time to reload. It's a gamer energy shot in theaters September 4. Yeah, at the, uh, at the Comic-Con, they were handing these uh, energy drinks out, these gamer, these, like, these gamer energy boosts. Zero fat, zero calories, zero cholesterol. Where's the energy boost go from? 1% <laughs> sodium? 150% niacin? 2,000? What? 2,000 points your daily percentage of something else? Are we actually sure that this is drinkable? <laughs> Recommended use. Drink one half. Bottle one ounce for moderate energy. <laughs> Drink one whole bottle two ounces for maximum energy. Do not exceed two energy shot bottles daily. <laughs> Consume several hours apart. Use or discard any remainder within 72 hours after opening. Or it becomes sentient and tries to devour your family. Refrigeration not required. Oh, I like it cold. I like my drinks. I don't know anything about cold. So stay tuned. We're going to drink that before we do the game. It right also here. says caution. Do not take if you are pregnant or nursing or under 12 years of age. <laughs> Let me check. No, I'm not pregnant or nursing. Are you? Huh, I don't know, but I feel like I'm 12. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll be doing that a little later. Um, but uh, first of all, I think we should give a shout out to the great Patrick Swayze. Absolutely. Raise Patrick a Swayze. Raise a drink to him. Raise a drink. Chin chin. Legend of our time. Well, like, I think we should talk a little bit about some of his classics. Oh, yeah? Like, what, like when you think of him, like, what, what, do you th- what do you think of? Well, the more, the, one of the things I think about it is the, the role in Danny Darko, because it's one of the last roles yeah, I saw yeah, him yeah, in, yeah. and it's just, it was a nice piece for him to do. It because was nice. It, it was unusual for him and stuff like that, and it was great. It was I know, really, I know. Really, he, but he's a, I think what's, uh, what sometimes a lot of got lost in the shuffle was just how good of an actor he actually was. Yeah. He was a fucking good actor, man. I, he was hardcore. <laughs> And before Donnie Darko, I think the one before that was Roadhouse, I actually. <laughs> fucking Dalton. <laughs> the, the coolest bouncer to ever walk the face of the earth. He's just fucking cool. He's like, he's like, but when he's, when he's uh, like laying down the law at the beginning, and above all, be nice. He's like, what? He's like, if somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. He's like, well, what if somebody calls my mother a whore? Is she? <laughs> awesome. Right stuff. And he nailed Kelly Lynch in that movie, and she was in her prime. Nice. Yeah. Drugstore cowboy. But, uh, so yeah, and then of course, Point Break. Of course. You can't, like, it's fucking crazy. And people are going to give out about us if we don't mention 30 Dancing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, get into that. But, I mean, you've got to give special mention of Point Break. Yeah, he's cool. Um, they are... In terms of like their cult status, they're, they're equal to each other. I think you only mentioned a while ago, I didn't realize that Kathleen Bigelow had written that. Uh, directed it. Directed it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Uh, James Cameron, executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were married. Uh, yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. Um, but uh, not just some like those classic lines in Point Break that he just sold. I mean, he's, his character, I mean, the whole the plot is completely asinine, really, when yeah, you think yeah. about it. It's like, you know, but he, he just sold his character so well. Fucking yeah. Bodie. <laughs> you know, and just the way that he goes out at the end, that big wave, it's just awesome. It's like, uh, well, cause, cause what was some of his lines? It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I know you want me so bad, it's like acid in your mouth. 
but not this time. <laughs> uh, just great stuff. And yeah, Dirty Dancing. Also, Red Dawn, the fucking Outsiders. I haven't seen Red Dawn or Outsiders. You haven't seen the. You gotta watch these movies. Yeah. The, the Outsiders, especially. I mean, uh, that that movie stars uh, all of the uh, all of the big names of tomorrow. Yeah. It's uh, Patrick Swayze, Emilio Estevez, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Rob Lowe. Holy shit. C. Thomas Howell. The Outsiders. The Outsiders. It's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Um, mm. It's Matt Dillon. It's uh, Diane Lane. Jesus. It's fucking <laughs> like the who's. The who's who. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. But, and Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> the who, what, who? <laughs> huh? The who? Huh? Wax on. Wasn't he in some karate movie? Uh, but yeah, and also North and South, the TV series. Remember the TV series, North and South, about the uh, the, the American Civil War. My God, I'm having a flashback. Did you ever get that? I think we got that at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was period drama. Did it go on for like quite a while? Yeah, yeah, it went on for quite a while. Patrick Swayze was on uh, was uh, was on the South. Of course, <laughs> South will rise again. But uh, yeah, man, Patrick Swayze, huge shout out. Yeah, um, legend. It's a pity he's gone. It was uh, age 57, I think, pancreatic mm-hmm. cancer. Pancreatic cancer, two year battle. Yeah, and I mean, he was still, he was working through it. He was working on that TV show, The Beast. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, still Beast. working and they were getting prepped for season two and now he's gone. No, I think they ultimately, they, it didn't get greenlit for, uh, for a second season. Didn't get renewed. Yeah, it didn't get renewed. Although it did have decent ratings and, yeah. um, and I think that had his situation been better. Yeah. But, but I'm sure like, I don't know. I mean, he probably in, in private like had said to them, look, might not be able to, you know. Might have been, but yeah, you never know. I yeah, because a lot of the stuff I saw online was about um, how he was saying like, no, I'm not giving up working on fucking... Well, of course he's going to say that. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's Patrick Swayze. Fuck yeah. He's not going to fucking like just lay down and die. I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, it's, it's, it, there's not, there's no other thing to do. You got to, you got to tell the people that you're, because when you're, you know, it's like, it's in some strange way when you're a fan of someone, Yeah. you know, the, the thought of them just lying at home just doesn't sit you good. So no. it's like, you'd much rather know that like, even though they're sick, they're fucking still doing it because that's what you would like to think you would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you, you got to set this out. Aspirational. Even if you are sitting in the couch doing fuck all. You're Because, you know, you got cancer. Yeah. <laughs> That's reason enough. It was weird, actually, because I just saw the, the, sitting at home, sitting at a friend's place, watching TV, and just True Hollywood Story, Patrick Swayze was on, and we just started watching it the Sunday before. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And just, I didn't know that he actually was a dancer. And yeah, yeah. that uh, he actually was toning down his dancing and dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. And that uh, when he did the final jump at the, from the stage at the mm-hmm. end, he fucking had a knee injury that ruined his dancing career. And he was like, we've got to get it one take, guys. And the, the, the director was saying, we wanted to change. He said, we can work around it, Patrick. He's like, no, no, I, I'll do it. Just make sure everything's ready for this one time. Because <laughs> his knee was just fucked after it, apparently. Awesome. A fucking legend. And also, Tu Wong Fu. To you got, you got, got to remember Tu Wong Fu. That was when he got into his like, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, 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 fuck it. I'm gonna do drag. And you know, we have to mention Ghost. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, there's just noises. I know, but yeah, Ghost, the all-time fucking chick, ultimate chick flick. Yeah. That movie will reduce every single fucking woman to jello. <laughs> Oh, you, no I, matter how much shit they may talk, it's like, fuck that, no. You get a potter's wheel in your house, <laughs> fucking be, Niagara Falls. <laughs> Niagara fucking Falls. They even did it on Family Guy, where it's like, Peter was, I don't know what the setup was, but it said Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a massage. Oh, oh, that's more like it, yeah. And it's Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore rolling jugs out of the fat on his back. <laughs> and, and the Righteous Brothers play. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. This classic moment. The, the, I think it was the lethal weapon took them off as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Fuck these it. things become cliches for a reason. They were good. They were good. 
Yeah, and I mean, the thing in that movie, those fucking... Was it the same bad guy in that who was in The Seventh Day? Yeah. Hmm? Is it the same guy? It's not the, the, kind of, the bad guy, but the kind of the, the guy who is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. gets him killed. Yeah. But the things that take him away, the fucking shadows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus that was Christ! <laughs> that was scared the shit. I think that was on recently. Scared the shit out of me again. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Goldwyn was awesome in that movie. The, 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 the best friend who sets him up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like a... He's turned a director now. Oh, right. Uh, but he's in the remake of The Last House on the Left. But yeah, that movie, that, that was the last performance I enjoyed of Whoopi Goldberg's. Yeah. Everything she did after that, even her hits, like Sister Act and everything, I'm like, bitch, you are annoying as fuck. Yeah, I think it was the last movie I watched Demi Moore in as well. Yeah, I, for some strange reason, I found Demi Moore kind of annoying in that movie. She mm. kind of had, like, had this like cloying face and she was always on the verge of tears, and for some strange reason I was like, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Man up, like, bitch. <laughs> Actually, it always freaked me out when he took over Whoopi and made out with, with Demi. <laughs> Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. I was pretty young when I saw that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Gross. What? No. Oh, I mean. But yeah, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. No actor has gotten this much screen time. Farewell. All your time. Bye. Bye. We'll see you in the next life. Let's go on to news of the week, our last three weeks. Right. So we jump straight into it. The big news of the last while would be Marvel bought, have been bought by Disney. Mm-hmm. This uh, came this, out of nowhere. This is not um, like uh, hot off the press. This was some while ago, but like... Uh, we've been away. It's, yeah, we've been away, and this is the probably the biggest piece of news. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Absolutely. I, just came in, I, just, I thought it was a joke. I think it was Ben Cole we were here, and I, just, I, I, I didn't check the news feeds on the Monday. Four, four billion, right? Four billion dollars. Um, it was a deal done in stocks and something else. I don't know. I mean, I just like it, I was just I couldn't believe it. Stock and cash. Yeah, there's there's just something about it that just seems wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, the, the internet was plastered with Mickey Mouse as Wolverine the following days. Like, know, this is what we're getting, or Modok, not Modok, Modok. It's just no. It just seems like too fucking weird. Although you know, I mean, like uh, people have uh, gone on the record and said that uh, you know that they're not going to mess with Marvel characters. Marvel characters will still be what they are. They're gonna leave their shit there. Um, there's a lot of talk about how they want to have the same relationship that Disney have with Pixar, but Pixar essentially own Disney pretty much, yeah. seemingly. So the only thing that kind of like uh, might give me hope in that regard is that if is that if, the, if it's more of a relationship between Marvel and Pixar, because there was some news that that, that came out. They were talking about John talking Lasseter about, being yeah. meeting them. He, they had some specs were flying, but yeah, not yeah. in the way of like new boss, old boss. It was yeah. in the fact that like creative specs were. Flying. Yeah, yeah, and also like uh, there, remember there was that uh, small little rumor on the net that um, Edgar Wright was going to be teaming up with Pixar for Ant Man. Something along those yeah, lines. I mean, yeah, it turned out to be bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but just the thought of that for a second, I was like, whoa, whoa that could be really fun. Mm. You know, like Edgar Wright and Pixar. I think that that could that be could really work. fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, in that regard you know like the more I think about it that there are very cool potential like uh, creative possibilities however it's just I guess it's just like my sort of uh, idea of Disney over the last few years has just been of a machine yes you know and it's like more and my and my and, and, and my impression of Marvel has always been the opposite even though it is a machine it's a totally different yeah. thing you know I mean you get Disney wouldn't have done Civil War <laughs> Disney wouldn't have done Civil War yeah, yeah exactly uh, where they find out half the heroes are dipshits <laughs> essentially if you haven't seen Civil War it's yeah, like you know all your all these aspirational characters basically turn into dickwads uh yeah I mean actually the, the Marvel Universe owes a lot to fucking Brian Bendis he's, yeah. he's a crazy motherfucker <laughs> what he's willing to do with these characters it's, it's like, just insane you crazy fuck uh, they're all scrolls. Um, no that never happened Peter Parker never got married uh, fuck it magic it's magic don't ask 
But he's just got a gift for dialogue. Yeah. His dialogue's just awesome. I mean, like, he, he's one of the few writers, like, like, I read his stuff and it's like, yeah, this is still the writer of Torso. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we're anyway. Not, we're not going to see, it doesn't seem, we, we won't be seeing probably any kind of tangible movie style output of this for a while or any impact of this for a while. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they did say was that the deal is... Well, my main concern is that I just don't want Marvel to turn into a focus group victim. Yeah. You know, like, the, because Marvel, because, like, uh, it's it's very well known that Disney focus groups the fuck out of everything. Yeah. You know, Except just, the Pixar movies, because Pixar says, fuck off, we, make, we own you. Yeah. So let's just hope that it's a partnership between those guys. Like that, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if, if, if let, let do it, like, I mean, like, we've seen what Marvel can do under their own scenes at Marvel Entertainment. If let do it, it could work out beautifully. They just would have a bigger budget for these things, you know? Yeah. Um, they did say that the deals they have currently with Paramount and Fox stay in place. So I think Fox have the X-Men, Daredevil, and... Fantastic Four. Fanta- Fantastic Four? Yeah, and Silver Surfer. And Silver Surfer, yeah. And, and uh, the Paramount have Iron Man, the Avengers... Uh, who has Namor? Who has Namor? Is it Namor and Namor? My whole fucking life, I just keep calling him the submarine. I'm not sure. There was something. Is it Namor and Namor? There was something later in the week. I think about was it Joe Silver was working on some hero and it was taken off him. Um, I heard like Namor was like Jonathan Mostow. Yeah, but it wasn't Namor. It was something else that Joe Silver had been working on. Swamp Thing. Pro- Swamp Thing. No, that was DC. Was it? Yeah. And they took thing, it off him. Swamp anyway. Thing is DC. No, no. He was the, like he was talking about Swamp Thing, but wanting to do that in like in 3D. 3D. No, no, no. It was a separate story that said so, it was. Is it Sergeant Rock? No. Didn't he have Sergeant Rock for? There was some, it was just basically they've been pursuing it for quite some time whatever the movie was and it's now been you know they had the option to renew the option mm-hmm. and they weren't given it right. or they, you know sorry, the, 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 the owners of the rights had the option to renew the option they didn't renew it because obviously this, so this was something they were taking it back in house to see what they're going to do All right. but Disney said they'll wait and see when it come, when the time comes when it comes to whenever the deals run out like when it gets to Iron Man 3 or 4 maybe they'll take it in house and see how it goes from there well, this is, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see how this pans out. Yeah. I mean, just, like, uh, it's just, but I think it's, because, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> fucking Mickey Mouse, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, di- fucking Disney and Marvel is like, I would never in a million years ever have paired them and, up. Yeah, never. But it is, I mean, even after that, and I think. And Stan Lee is like, Stan Lee's lost it, dude. He's just living in fucking, you know. He's always, been, he's been a figurehead for quite a long time. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone's just a spider friend. Yeah. <laughs> Hey there, spider friend. And he ends all the sentences with, Excelsior! <laughs> but related to this as well, DC Comics, uh, Paul Levitz left as president and they set up a DC Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see this as well? Yes, so yeah. this is kind of this reactionary. Is, <laughs> it's like, yeah, very reactionary. Very. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, hey, we're, we're doing shit serious now. <laughs> we're not fucking around anymore. We've been fucking around, but we're not doing it no more. I, I know, I just laughed when I saw that. It's like, now we have DC Entertainment. What the fuck? Who... Well, the only impact you know seems to be that Paul Levitt said, I don't like what you're doing, I'm out of here. But you know what? It would have been so much better for them if they had just not done anything. Yeah, yeah. Just stuck how they were. I mean, They're the distinguished competition. Yeah, They're know, supposed to be distinguished. It, it, it looked like such a case of like, well, well, well fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, look we, what, we got a group. Look what we've done. And it's for sale. We got a group of people here, see? We're creative. We matter. <laughs> you know? And because they do it, it just seems like such an immature thing. Yeah, know? very much so. But that, that, that's comic books, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're like talking about being adults. And what are we talking about? Two comic book <laughs> Hey, it's business, being, man. It's money. It's hard being, dollars. It's hard cash. You know, I'm like concerned because one of them is joined forces with another co- company that makes cartoons. <laughs> if you just think about that for a second. Uh, one of the things I heard was like, we're, you know, we're adults. Think about, think about it, right? Does this mean that you'll be wandering around Disneyland and like Wolverine will be killing the chipmunks? <laughs> God. As part of the act. 
That would bring me back to Disneyland. That would. I would definitely I'll, go there. I'll, I'll go there. I would go there to see Wolverine eviscerate Disney characters. I'd want to see Wolverine kill Bambi's mom. <laughs> <sighs> I'd want to see. I'd want to see Col during his feral stage. I want to see Colossus beat the shit out of Goofy. <laughs> No, I mean, like, there's so many things, like, when you think about it. Yeah, it's just, like, the synergy's no, no, not there. I would love to see Pixar do a Marvel Zombies movie. Yeah, yeah. That could be cool. That idea. could be so fucking awesome. For those of you who don't know, Marvel Zombies is this thing that started as a joke, and they're now, they milk it every fucking year. It's no. a universe where the Marvel heroes have become zombies. I know, but, I mean, like, story-wise, I mean, like, I, don't, I could care less, but, but, visu the, the but visually, visually, these things look awesome. You see Spider-Man with his jaw rotting off, you know, and I mean, he just he, wants brandy. The Marvel... <laughs> The Marvel Zombies toys are awesome. Yeah, I've seen fucking the toys. awesome. Uh, Cap zombie Captain America. I yeah, mean, like that's. I mean, who's left? I mean, everyone's been done. I don't know who the fuck does. Uh, does Wolverine not immune? Because it's he anybody in Pixar like listening to this shit. Like this would be the best movie ever made. Yeah, if you guys did a Marvel Zombies movie, <laughs> it would just be too awesome for words. <laughs> I will accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> Make the movie. <laughs> you accept John Lasseter as your Lord and Savior. It's all there to oh, him. God. Uh, Moving on to the news. Uh, Matt Damon is going to be, uh, who's, uh, who's going to be in Clint Eastwood's uh, movie about... Um, the Hereafter. Uh, yeah, this uh, a movie that's been described as being in the vein of the Sixth Sense. Yeah, this is interesting because this is he's with directing. Clint Eastwood is directing. Starring yeah. as well, though. Is he starring? I I'm, think he's I'm starring. not too sure if he's starring. But uh, what makes this kind of interesting is that uh, it's the first time he's ever worked in this genre. Mm. He's never done horror before. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it'd be really interesting to see what he does. Yeah, because he's he's been he's like the cop. He's the crime can loach. It's like crime movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you heard anything about the plot though for this? No, I, I, I haven't. Again, heard I just, about it just said Sixth Sense style. It's. Uh, I mean, the script is by Peter Morgan, who did the script for uh, The Queen and Frost Nixon. Mm. So. Well, I mean, Eastwood's never been known to be a slouch when it comes to the screenplays. No. <laughs> and fucking Matt Damon, man. I mean, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw, when I would wa when I was watching him in Courage Under Fire, I would never in a fucking million years guess that he would go on to be the awesome actor he's to, to be. Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I mean, his performances in, uh, you know, Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting, and Talented Mr. Talented Mr. Ripley, and fucking. Uh, like he, what looks like a really good performance in the informant. Yeah. And uh, the what was that movie that De Niro directed that that, uh, that he was in? Was it the the good, the good shepherd? Infernal Affairs. No, the Good Shepherd was oh, it. De Niro. Oh, the Good Shepherd. Oh, was what? that it? Was I think it called so. the Good Shepherd. I think so. I know there was, was a movie guy, called he's, The Good Shepherd. McGavin Fry's first research. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, we didn't know we were going to be venturing off into territory. <laughs> you know, I mean, like this is just some movie that I'm thinking about in my head. Yeah. Damn it. But anyway, yeah, uh, Matt Damon is also um, acting in the movie that uh, Clint Eastwood has, uh, I think, just uh, finished, which is um, Invictus, which is the story of Nelson Mandela. Oh. Uh, Morgan Freeman is playing Nelson Mandela, and uh, um, it's about how... Um, <laughs> Who else could there be apart from yeah. Morgan Freeman? Well, I mean, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Th those, guys, <laughs> those guys work really well together. Um, and it's about the story of Nelson Mandela, who worked with uh, the captain of a South African rugby team to unite the country. Um, and uh, Matt Damon plays the captain of the South African rugby team. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, so that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, moving on to uh, more possible casting news, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, as the main man. He's like uh, just 
comic booking out. Yeah. He's spazzing out. They're gonna, I mean, like, a, it was uh, reported not too long ago that Guy Ritchie is signed to uh, direct Lobo for Warner Brothers. Which is just... It's a batshit insane. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, what? hey, again, Marvel, you're doing Iron Man. Nice job. We're going to do Lobo <laughs> Fuck with you. fucking... Richie, Guy Richie. Who the what? You can't. You can't. <laughs> How? I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, a lot of Richie's career now is Guy Richie's career is hanging off what the fuck he does with um, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Because he's he's finally venturing out of that geezer yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. ghetto. Yeah. So be really interesting to see what he's. I'm really looking forward to Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the the, the book seems to be good on it. See, I mean, more than anything, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, it'll be. Of course, it's been nice. It'll be nice to see Guy Ritchie get some fuck you money. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's been living in Madonna shadow for a little yeah, long, quite a long time. <laughs> you know, it's and now he's living off her um, alimony. Um, actually, I don't. I don't think so. Is that the Porsche? Yeah, I don't think so. They were separate, trial separated, and stuff. Yeah, like I, that. but if I'm not mistaken, I think he said he didn't want anything. I mean, but that's what it said in the press. Mm. You know, but uh, he's all right. He's a geezer. He's a stand-up guy. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. Little bit rough, little bit raw, little bit dodgy. Geezer. A little bit way, sort of stuff out. Get a bit, get a monkey in the head. Great. But doing Lobo, Lobo doing is an Lobo. insane. I mean, Lobo is done, and it's just one of those offshoots. I mean, he's turned up in the the Disney, uh, not the, the DC cartoons yeah, and shit yeah. like that, in a toned down version. But he's a he's a bounty hunter who rides around space on a bike and like just f's and blinds, and he's killed Santa Claus and he's killed the Easter Bunny. He did got a hit out on. I got a hit out on Santa Claus from the Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. I only read that recently. The most worrying thing about it is that it is so clearly an R-rated comic, and uh, it's going to be a PG-13 PG movie, which means that it's just going to fall flat in its ass. It's going—I I don't know. It's like I, I you the know, kind of humor you got to go balls to the wall. Yeah, you got to go all. You need to get Judd you can't, Judd Apatow to fucking yeah, direct it. Yeah, you can't. You can't like uh, skimp out on this type of shit. Yeah, it'll be like making a PG-13 preacher. Yeah, you know, you just can't do it. What's the point? But. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who uh, played uh, the comedian in Watchmen, and who I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, one thing looking back on his performance now is that he's just too damn likable. You're supposed to hate the comedian. When he shoots the woman, when he shoots the uh, pregnant lady in the belly in Vietnam, and then he turns over to say, why didn't you stop me? I was on his side! Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck you! I feel I gotta wash. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just... Uh, this is supposed to be the scum of human slime, and he's fucking you know, he's winning like, you over. He's, yeah, charismatic as fuck. Which but, I never thought of in the comic book because it looks yeah, you know, never, the, the, the never. rendering in there, but it actually makes a lot of sense that you said it. Mm-hmm. That you get someone who could win you over to see his point of view because Watchmen's all about perspectives. Yeah, yeah, totally. But um, he's. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go into the mist. <laughs> pull, pull, but, back, uh, pull back the fate. But anyway, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, he's uh, becoming quite the comic book man. I mean, in addition to uh, Watchmen, he's currently filming The Losers, mm. playing the lead in that. That's yeah. based on a DC Vertigo thing. So he's got this whole DC thing happening. Yeah, he's... And he wants to keep it going because yes. he has expressed a huge interest in wanting to play Lobo. And he, he has the touch to work he, a, little bit of, a little bit down the sides. He's going to have to bulk the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to have to bulk the fuck up. But in terms of like... Uh, you know, like a charisma and just presence. Yeah, I think he could pull it off. He could totally do it. You know, prior to him and like expressing interest, I only had one name in my head, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know, the only person I could think of as Lobo was yeah. Mickey Rourke. It's like, there's no, nobody else. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. And then when Jeffrey Dean Morgan like put his name up there, I was like, you know what? I'd be willing to give this guy a shot. But yeah. aside from that... If they throw in Leonardo DiCaprio, they're done. And even Jeffrey Dean Morgan... Um, and acknowledge Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he even said like, 
I'm, I'm not quite the right size for it. You probably have to superimpose my head, head on, on Mickey Rock's body. body. So even he acknowledges that <laughs> there's only one guy out there to fucking do it. There's only one main man. Mickey Rourke, he's just all over the place. <laughs> he's GQ International Man of the Year. Oh, God. Fucking Mickey Rourke. It's awesome. <laughs> Your time has come, my friend. About fucking time, dude. Uh, local news. Turns out that Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's version, has been banned in Malaysia. Okay. Why? Um... <laughs> The censors, all screenings, there were screenings and previews, no, I think it was interesting, screenings and previews were organized, but they're all suspended, like with a day or two's notice. Um, no reasons were disclosed at all, but it was given an oar in the US for strong, brutal, bloody violence throughout, terror, disturbing graphic images, languages, and crude sexual content and nudity. Sounds like a good night out. Yep. And it would be typical that they would not let us <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's just weird, so, I mean, let's get into some trouble. I mean, I actually thought it would be hard to find the list of movies that have been banned here, but no, there's a Wikipedia page. Oh, no, 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 We're, we've got some uh, pretty amazing fucking achievements in terms of movies that have been banned, yeah. and, like, it borders on asinine. I mean, the top of the most, and I, 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 I can totally agree with this, you know, having Babe banned in 95, that was definitely, you know, well called for. Babe, this... Fire too much bacon in that movie. This would be the, uh, the children's movie about pig. It could quite possibly be the most feel-good movie you've ever seen in your life. The sheep pig. <laughs> And uh, it was banned here because um, it's pig. The piano, is, I presume, for strong sexual um, terror and... Um, and Harvey Keitel's cock. Yeah, and a piano. Love and, the piano. And because um, that we, don't like, we don't like, like, uh, mutes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't dig on mutes in this country? No, yeah. Mutes, I've never met a mute here, actually. Mutes are banned in Malaysia. Last Man Standing, that was uh, Bruce Willis, that wasn't That was it? Bruce Willis, yeah. Yeah, uh, tells, I mean, some of these are obvious, you know what I mean? Like Showgirls, The Exorcist. The Exorcist has been banned anywhere, everywhere, anywhere but everywhere they banned How can you ban The Exorcist? The Exorcist is It was awesome too movie. scary for people. It was banned in Ireland for a while. I was think. It? I think yeah. so, yeah, yeah. I'd, I've never understood that, you know, I just, it's a genius movie. Schindler's List was banned for being too sympathetic towards, towards Jews. This is on Wikipedia, so I don't know who put that up, but I mean, that's been vetted. That's a bit... Uh, Think about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. Schindler's List was banned because it was too sympathetic <laughs> towards Jews. Ponder that for a moment. <laughs> Boogie Nights, you can understand. A lot of these also have been passed afterwards for DVD release. You just don't want them on the big screen. You can enjoy them. You can you can enjoy the the you comfy can, of your own home. You can <laughs> you can you can you can smoke it in the car. But if a cop stops you, he has to you know you have to tell him if you have a DVD that's been banned. <laughs> Babe Pig in the City also Orgasmo again. You expect that too. Austin Powers Despite Your Shag Me too much sexual innuendo. I mean it was pretty sweet innuendo. American Pie South Park Bigger Longer and Cut no experiences no way of ex, you know ex, surprise there. No surprise there. Although that movie is quite possibly the best musical ever made. Yes. One that got me was The Girl Next Door with Alicia Cuthbert. You know, well, she's a stripper, I know, no, but she's still. A, she's a porn actress. She's a porn, oh, porn actress. Porn she's actress. No, she's not a stripper, she's a porn But even with that, it's not that over the top, is it? I don't know. I mean, to deprive us of uh, Alicia Cuthbert playing a porn star is just cruel and, cruel and unusual. Yeah, yeah. Um, one I was knocked sideways by was Sideways. I mean... Yeah, they do drink a lot of wine, but you, I drink more wine on Saturday night than they do in yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, like, but I, I guess and because... And there's numerous outlets in the city to do that. I guess it's because, you know, you, you're glorifying wine. Not really, they crash the car and it ends their relationships. <laughs> Spoiler! 
I wasn't gonna go with that. Yeah, I didn't think about it until I said it, but yeah, um, it doesn't really glorify alcohol. It's no, but it does sort of like make it, you know, it it, it yeah, the initial part. But again, it's like saying train spotting makes you get into fucking smack because it doesn't. It just because when you watch the whole thing, the first bits are like, yeah, awesome. This looks like a pretty good time. And then the end is like best orgasm oh, no. you've ever had. Multiply yeah. by a thousand, and you're still nowhere near it. Exactly. <laughs> but the end bit, yeah. Take the worst you've ever felt in your entire life, multiply that by a million, yeah, and you're not even close. Yeah. So I mean, that's balanced. Yeah. I think uh, sideways was balanced as well. Yeah. But when I think about but when I think of sideways, I don't think of the uh, that spoiler. I think of the conversations about wine. Yeah. You know, and it's like fucking Merlot. It's like, man, I wish I could fucking talk like that with a glass of wine. You know, shit. I well, you can talk about it. You don't have to drink it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that's gonna release since actually on DVD or anything. Team America World Release Police was also banned here. Again, not a surprise. Team America World Police. Ah, oh, Durka Durka Durka. Durka 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 Durka. I guess Durka Durkas are illegal here. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit uh, insensitive, I guess. <laughs> just, a, just a bit. Uh, then when we're getting into the recent Kill Bill AIDS, Volume AIDS, One. AIDS, AIDS, everyone has AIDS. Yeah, and that's also on the list. Rent. <laughs> You get into some very particular ones, yeah, very expected ones. Saw, Sin City, Hustle and Flow, not, well, I suppose about pimping. The local pimps thought they didn't depict their lifestyle in a realistic enough manner. There wasn't enough beatdowns. What about Blade? Blade is odd, yeah. I mean. Why is Blade there? Vampires. They're not Muslims. Vampires. Oh, so Twilight's banned here as well? I don't know. I saw it in the cinema. Wish I hadn't. Inside Deep Throat. Yeah, I'm thinking that's uh -huh. not going to be out. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Homosexuality is illegal. No, it's more about the cowboys. I used to get a lot of hassle wearing my cowboy hat. Really? Yeah. 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 Because you'd look like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. I can't imagine you in a cowboy hat, dude. You'd look like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, As I'm the urban cowboy, motherfucker. Yeah, you're the urban something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got United 93 again. Without the headgear, <laughs> dashing. Got what it takes. Got the whole Simon Pegg vibe going on. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a cowboy hat. And I'm, 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 uh, I'm not across the dam. Put the on name? a cowboy hat and you turn into a Irish Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Why Judge Reinhold? What's he even wearing a cowboy hat? He's never. But if he did wear a cowboy hat, he would look like you. You be Reinhold. Yep. From the later part of his career. <laughs> Shut up, JJ. The Asian JJ Adam uh, Abrams. Du during during his fucking Santa Claus period. <laughs> I don't want to go on this list now. Uh, <laughs> Aquatine Horror for Borat was banned as well, so you can understand that. Saw 3, also it's also a movie, it's a nice troika. Hospital 1 and 2, Halloween was also banned for a bit, and Saw 4. So, I mean, th that's fine, but you can walk into certain shopping centers that shall not be named, and uh, get it on DVD already. Daredevil was also banned because of the word devil. Yeah. They were going to ban Hellboy because of the word hell, but instead they retitled it Super Sapiens. Uh, Which makes no fucking sense at all. You know, except the only connection I can see to it is Ape, Ape Sapien. Sapien. And, he's a, and he's a pretty Super Sapien. He's a pretty Super Sapien, but they're not all Super Sapiens. No, no. But uh, what was... Uh, I mean, they even thought about calling Hellboy Heckboy in the States because... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a bad word. Someone, someone in Utah was unoffended or something. Some Mormon. <laughs> Those damn Gideons. Fucking hell. They stamped it, didn't they? Those damn Gideons. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Oh, Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, they stamped it. Those damn Gideons. <laughs> Best <laughs> Your entire plan falls apart because of a Gideon's Bible. You fuck with. It sucks to be John Void. Oh, God. 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it's a bit of a joke, but... Um, yeah. I'll enjoy, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Was, I wasn't going to watch it before this, but now I feel like I have to. What? Halloween 2. I still haven't seen Halloween 1. No, me neither. I, 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 I sat through, like, little bits of it. Um, it was on cable in Singapore, like, in some dodgy hotel I was in. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, like... I was, I, was, I was watching it on mute because I had, I had work to do. Every time like Malcolm McDowell turned up, I just looked up at the screen. <laughs> I was got it. Okay, moving on to other news. Um, Steven Spielberg, after uh, not uh, managing to get Tom Hanks or Will Smith, and God knows why he would want Will Smith to star in his upcoming remake of the Jimmy Stewart classic Harvey. All right. Uh, he is now turning to uh, Robert Downey Jr. Who's attached to fucking everything. He's, Downey, he's yeah. becoming as almost, he's, he's almost, I think, half as busy as Guillermo del Toro supposedly is. Uh, I'm not too sure if he's. Um, um, it's he hasn't signed on just yet. The word is is that uh, Spielberg is um, basically asking him to, to be, yeah, trying to like uh, pursue him to be in the role. Uh, but yeah, Downey's just going crazy, and and he seemed like he'd be a really good fit actually uh, for this because yeah. uh, you know this guy like you know he could walk that thin line of uh, between seem completely convinced about his rabbit friend, you know, no, <laughs> his fucking. You want to see him freak out. Whenever I think of Harvey, though, I think of this scene from Field of Dreams, where the where Kevin Costner's daughter is watching Harvey. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, like a Kevin Costner comes in, sees it, turns it off, and then like, it's like, why'd you do that? It was funny. And then Kevin Costner goes, "Trust me, honey, it is not funny. The man is sick. <laughs> Very sick." <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Every time I think of Harvey, that's just my that memory I have of watching Field of Dreams, and I hadn't seen Harvey at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just but for some strange reason that just cracked me up the way Kevin Costner gave that line. And then he goes on to see people. Yeah, he builds it so they will come. Mm. Actually, that is uh, that is one uh, that, that's the guy equivalent of a chick flick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. like an awesome. It's fucking, a sports flick. <laughs> oh my god, oh, he's gonna play catch with his old man. Go the distance. Leave the room. <laughs> the fuck out. I want to be alone with Kevin. I got something in my eye. <laughs> I used to have a flatmate, you're listening, hi, who uh, he would just watch this on a regular basis. It was his all time. He loves baseball. He sat through actual real baseball matches. I know a lot of fans don't because it's boring watching it. But he's actually he would he would watch field. He would wait till when the when the season was over in baseball. He actually paid for the extra channel so we could watch it. Then we told him to fuck off or watch MacGyver. Field of Dreams is awesome. That's just an awesome movie. Yeah, it's great. James Earl Jones. It was like, <laughs> it was cap. yeah. What about? <laughs> it was like when he comes out with him with a bug spray. He's like, go back, back, to, back to the '60s where you came from. No place for you here in the future. <laughs> go back while you still can. <laughs> it's like, don't you care? It's like, oh, peace, love, dope. Now get the hell out of here. <laughs> awesome move. I want to see that again now. <laughs> But yeah, moving but yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, if Robert Downey Jr. takes that role, I think it could be pretty good fun. He's also, I think there was rumors this week by John Favreau, considering, this is again not much news, but considering directing um, uh, Aliens vs. Cowboys, because mm-hmm. yeah. Downey is attached to that. Yes, he is. He's he is been attached that. to that for like, quite a while. And it's Robert he, I think Orton. he was attached to that like when the first Iron Man broke. Right? Yeah. That was going to be his supposed follow-up. And then we can't get out of it. <laughs> he's like, he's got to do it, so like, shit, if I'm going to do it. Well, he's working with a Star Trek writer, so it should be... Okay. The Star Trek writers are also the uh, Transformers 2 writers. I know, and they're also the French writers. <laughs> yes. I just can't remember which one's Orky and which one's Kurtzman. I can't remember the first name, so I don't want to go there, but thanks! Roberto Orchi and Alex Kurtzman. I've got to do the way around. There you go. I saw the trailer this week. They were in the uh, neighboring table. <sighs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Name drop somewhere else, okay? <laughs> Where else am I going? <laughs> <laughs> and if you know who those people are, email us in at yappenfries.com. Email at, or at podcast. That's the one. It's been so long since we gave out the email address. Still no emails? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Yeah, if we're wandering too much, let us know. Um, yeah, so uh, another bit of news I saw was that I think we mentioned a while ago how they had the clip from Defendor. Mm hmm, yeah. New Woody, Woody, Woody Harrelson uh, superhero flick. Mm hmm. And uh, the actual proper trailer came out as well. Mm hmm. And uh, it does look like it's going to be really pissed off with the guys who made kick ass. Really? Yeah, it's, it's it, he's very much like it's cobbled together uniform he has. He is slightly off his rocker. When's it coming out though? Um, it was confirmed that someone's picked it up. It was done like it was uh, at the Toronto Film Festival. Because Kickass is coming out in April. Yeah. So uh, I'm not 100% sure. It was just said that it was picked up as well, but I don't know about news here, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we got, got a lot of um, good reviews from the Toronto Film Festival. All oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. um, he's he basically had some kind of break. He's looking for Captain Industry. Who apparently is responsible for his mother's death, but he has all. He's trying to do the Batman with like on a budget, and he just has like ball bearings and shit like that. You know, he has like cartoon level shit mm -hmm. to fuck people up, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And they get through fuck, fucked up a bit as well. But there's a lot of him actually being caught and like just being weird about shit. You know, trying to pull off the superhero thing, and then having what's never done in super movie movies, where the other person just like states the fucking obvious, like "What the fuck?" or something like that, and mm -hmm. you just can't deal with the, how to come with those comebacks because he expects to be Superman, mm -hmm. but he's not. Right. So, I mean, it looked quite good, but like I said, it does, the look of it at least suffers in compared to uh, Kick-Ass. It does go for that. It's not spandex. It's just a local, it's a real world thing. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing any kind of stylization and stuff like that. Right. So, or it's, it's, I, I it's stylized heard, real, if you know what I mean. I have heard of it, and um, I, I haven't uh, taken a look at any of the footage for some strange reason. Yeah. Like, I've seen it there. I've had the opportunity. All I had to do was just click. Yeah. But for some strange reason, just didn't. You're lazy. But, uh, fuck. Probably. But also, I mean, uh, having said that, I do like the idea, and I do like anything fucking Woody Harrelson does. Woody Harrelson's just good value for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I didn't have time, unfortunately, to watch all the pre-publicity shit that's come out in the last two weeks for Zombieland. There's yeah. been like seven trailers and like little clips on how to survive. I kind of stopped after the like uh, the, the second trailer. I, I want to watch the movie. Yeah, I really want. I really want to watch. Yeah, I really want to watch the movie. I mean, I, I I'm a, I'm a, you know, it looks like the close. It looks like an American show. Yeah, you know, and that's fine by me. That's fine by me. Uh, I should probably mention this because uh, I'm going to be talking about him just a little bit in um, my review. Uh, but Christoph Waltz um, is replacing Nicolas Cage uh, as the, uh, the, the role of the villain in The Green Hornet. The troubled production of The Green Hornet. I think you can say troubled now. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, the amount uh, of shit this has been through. But they have actually, there has been set, set shots out. Mm -hmm. So it is actually shooting. No, you know, it's, it's actually happening. And Christoph Waltz has been cast as the villain whose name is Chudnovsky. He's actually been cast. Yes, he's oh, actually he's been confirmed. Confirmed when I was listening to it. You know, he's, uh, he's confirmed. Um, Nicolas Cage uh, said, said a little something about why he turned down the role, and uh, I quote that uh, I wasn't interested in just being just a straight up bad guy who was killing people willy nilly. The Green Hornet was something that I wanted to do. I think Michelle Gondry is a very talented person, and I hope it would work, but I think Seth Rogen and Michelle had a different take on the character. I hate I, them, I want nothing to do with them, and I'm just saying this so I don't get like a reputation like Val Kilmer. Well, he goes on to say, I had to have some humanity and to try and give it something where you could understand why the character was the way he was, but I don't think there was enough time to develop it. Alright, put that on hold, let's put that aside and keep it for when the review, when, the, when we review Kick-Ass and see if he does any of that shit for the character he's playing there. <laughs> uh, but um, I 
am looking forward to this because they've cast this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll t I'll get to that later with with the, with the review. Cool. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, and this is something that kind of cracked me up. Uh, Tim Pocock. <laughs> I'll say that again. Tim Pocock. Who the fuck's Tim Pocock? He played the young the young Scott Summers uh, Cyclops in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. Uh, Half his face is obscured by a mask. Almost, really. Yeah, yeah. But this is something really, really funny. Um, he put on his Twitter. Yeah. On his Twitter guy. Did you hear about this? Yeah. I remember. And he says like, currently shooting Australian TV series till February 2010. Then X Men First Class. <laughs> and Bam! <laughs> just drop it in there. Yeah, just drop it in there. And uh, then there was an update. He updated his Twitter. Did you hear about this? No, no, maybe did they? Yeah, yeah. He updated his Twitter, and uh, it said. Victim of cruel prank. Last tweet, not me. <laughs> am filming Aussie show till 2010. No official word on X-Men First Class, but am interested. Please post retraction. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch out in this age of social networking and shit. Fucking Fox, the Fox lawyers probably Yeah, yeah, on the phone. You're it's out. It's like, you wanna be in this fucking movie? You better fucking watch. That's gas. I mean, the, the, the stuff. I mean, some people are. Some companies are being savvy enough to release stuff over Twitter because it builds the buzz. But there is an awful lot there, of crap. There is a lot of crap that fucking gets leaked. Oh, it's ridiculous. like when um, it's like uh, when when there was fucking rumors that Jeff Goldblum who died. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and he was tweeting. All of that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm still here, fuckers. All of that through Twitter. Yeah. It's just like fucking. Did you see the um, Daily Show thing? I don't know, the Colbert Report? Yeah, 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 that was fucking funny. Genius, if you, if you look online for Colbert Report, uh, Jeff Goldblum death, it's genius. He, they're playing footage of the, from Australia of him supposedly dying in a fall. And Jeff Goldblum's in the corner, but Stephen Colbert won't believe it because his Twitter pals have told him, no, he's, he's dead. It's <laughs> genius. Any uh, news I had, main man coming your way, Cowboys and Aliens. Um, Bad Boys 3 was also rumored to be kicking off. Um, Columbia Pictures has hired Peter Craig, who wrote The Town, which I think we meant, you mentioned either offline or on the podcast about Ben Affleck directing. Uh, ben Affleck is directing. And on he, the podcast. he's also wrote the Cowboy Bebop adaptation for Fox and Keanu Reeves. That's turning out to have a pretty good cast. Mm. Um, ben Affleck's uh, next directing movie yeah. called The Town, based on a novel by Chuck Hogan called Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Um, it's going to be starring uh, Ben Affleck, Rebecca Hall from Vicky, Christina Barcelona. She's also in the uh, new Dorian Gray movie, mm -hmm. which hasn't been getting good reviews. No. Uh, although they were plugging the shit out of it in London. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Plugging it like crazy. Every fucking bus you see Ben Barnes. <laughs> He's on their own, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, jo Joe Hamm from uh, Ma Ma Mad Men. Oh, yeah. And um, Chris Cooper. Cool. So, yeah, it's... And it's another Boston tale. So uh, the same writer is being asked to script the next installment in Bad Boys with an aim to bring back all the key players, including Bay, Brookheimer, Smith, and Lawrence. I'm actually really looking forward to a new Bad Boys movie. I didn't enjoy two as much as one. I thought two was batshit insane. That was that was Michael Bay's crank. Yeah. <laughs> I just it didn't do it for me. I mean, it was just the first one. Taylor, only there was a reason for them to be Matt Lowry. <laughs> And I mean, and that, sh that shot of the Miami sign with the plane flying yeah, over yeah, yeah. it, it's everywhere now. <laughs> CSI Miami use it 16 times every fucking week. It just, it put Miami on the map. Yeah. Well, the funniest bit from uh, the first one for me, it's a really weird bit 
is when um, Martin Lawrence is trying to convince Taylioni that he's Mike Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just this one bit where he's like, who is it? He's like, it's it's Mike Lowry. Mike like, Lowry. Lowry. I'm Mike Lowry. How, how do I know it's Mike Lowry? Cause I'm Mike Lowry. Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> he dragged that shit out. I mean, it was good. Always been on Black Lowry. I, I mean, it was, the, the, for, again, I can't even remember any shit from the second one. Was there, there was a, a hooker listening in on something and something? The something like that. I just yeah. remember shitloads of crazy action. Yeah. And that was the first time that we saw the uh, 360 degree. Yeah, I remember that. That was used in Transformers yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't like that shot. I thought it was a it, bit contrived. It, I liked it in Bad Boys. I didn't like it in Transformers. Because mm. in Bad Boys, I mean, that was the first time you saw it. And it's like, that's batshit insane. It's yeah. cool. But it's, I mean, the, that it's that opening, on a budget. It's the <laughs> opening scene from Bad Boys where. They're in the car, they get, yeah, pulled yeah, over, they get pulled over, and they're arguing yeah, while they're being yeah, yeah. robbed, and then they both pull the fucking guns yeah. on the motherfucker. That was that just, was cool. That's that awesome. was cool. And I and I love like um, and I like fucking Martin Lawrence like when he whacks him down. It's like, duh, like Wesley Snipes, passenger fifty-seven, always been on black. <laughs> it's I mean that's the only movie I've liked with Martin Lawrence in. Yeah, that and um, actually no, that is the only. That's movie. the only movie I liked him in. He's terrible. Yeah, he's, he's, but, but I love his stand-up. He's fucking funny when he does stand-up. Really? I haven't seen his stand-up. His stand-up is fucking funny. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I, I've only seen one, but it's really funny. I was, I was on the fucking floor. Cool. But I don't, yeah, in, in movies, Bad Boys is the only movie that I've Big really Mama's heard. House, Big Mama's House 2. What was yeah. that one, Blue Streak, or was it The Shield, or Blue Shield? Blue Streak. Blue Streak with um, Zan, Steve Zahn. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, couldn't mm. do it. it just, he's an annoying prick in those movies. He's playing. What was it? When Mike, he was Mike Larry, the other guy. When he was playing in Bad Boys, it was like. He was annoying, but he was your annoying friend. Yeah, and. Now he's an annoying friend of a friend that you avoid like the fucking play. And also, I mean, his energy bounced off Will Smith it very, well, yeah. very well. You know, so. Uh, it, you know, the whole chemistry kind of worked. He had something to, to work off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, now that I think about it, no movie he's done. Except bad boys that I really love, like them. Yeah. That's great. Even like. So I mean, if they get Bay on board, he'll pop in because it's like fucking more money than God you, now. You can't. You can't have Michael Bay not. Michael Bay's got to direct. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean. If he doesn't, it's not happening. Can you imagine? But it'd be really interesting though if you took Bad Boys as a franchise and gave it to another director to see what another director would do with it. Like if you gave it to like say fucking I Fincher. I can't even conceive. If you gave if you gave Fincher Bad, bad Boys. If you gave Bad Boys to Fincher. Would you go and see David Fincher's Bad Boys? I would, <laughs> everybody would it'd go. It'd be grim, see, man. It'd be fucking dark. Everybody would go and see David Fincher's Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah. George Lucas's like, Bad Boys? No. <laughs> you know, like I would love to see Michael Bay's Fight Club. <laughs> it'd be all fucking slow-mo it'd be snatch no no I would love to see what Michael Bay would do if he had no choice but to direct something like Fight Club yeah I would love to see what he, do, what he does with it you know like imagine if he had no choice but to direct something like Fargo something with intelligence you know no something with where it's like it's all you know where there's no explosions yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be really interesting to see what he would do with it but I think even like we've seen we've seen the ads where he's he's uh shilling for the internet company in the state it states yeah i think that is him he likes things to be awesome and blow up he's not going to do war and peace no i i, I know that i'm these are just things i think about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> michael <laughs> may presents jane austen's emma <laughs> <laughs> mr knightley think about a peach <laughs> oh god 
He will be good. They have the, the rumors of those movies of uh, was it was it Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and there's also mm. another one now with um, uh, what was it something else with Predators as well. Someone was trying to. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of Pride and Pre- was it Pride and Prejudice and Predators, and something the other one was Sense and Sensibility and Zombies. Was something it? along those lines. It was either either of those. I thought it was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. One of them zombies, one of them's like predators, as in not aliens, but you know, not the predator from, not the predator, but something else. Something else. Yeah, yeah. Just calling it predators, which is a bit of a cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Getting into real world news, and also this affects gamers, stuff like that. Uh, there's a bit of research done a while ago. This is relates to movies like Gamer, Rollerball, The Running Man. Research shows that they did some tests on some guys playing video games, and um, they were hitting targets for points. One version you just had targets, the other version you had running down pedestrians. Right. And, the, and they had ad, adverts in the background. Yeah. And in the more violent version, the adverts stayed, the people remembered the ads longer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, so they were playing this game, it wasn't that interesting, or you know, it was just like hitting targets or whatever that, you know, just stand up figures or whatever that. People didn't remember the ads in the background. The guys who were running over grannies and shit like that, they remembered the ads. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time before someone puts this research together, me get the running man. <laughs> Jesus. Death race is only a bit away. These uh, things, it, it, it's yeah, proof. It's they get ratings. People stick. If you put an ad on the side of the car, we'll remember it because we're horrible fucking creatures. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, like th- that is a genuine fear. Actually, when, the last time I watched Death Race, Death Race is one. Of the, the last movies. time you've seen it more than once? Yes, I have. I've only seen it once. Death Race is one of those movies that for every, every once in a while I just have to put it in, even if I just chapter skip through the through the race sequences. It's just one of those guilty pleasures for me. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was a kick-ass movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I, I thought I was going to destroy it when I went to the review, but no, I actually came out going. Well, yeah. And every time I watch, every time I watch it, there is that thought that goes through my mind. It's like, fuck, this is this could very easily happen. Yeah, we're yeah. not that far from it. Yeah, sorry, the U.S. is not that far from it. Yeah, the U.S. <laughs> and that'll lead into gamer later on as well. I wonder if Malaysia will ever come up something like that. It'd be crazy. <laughs> Well, if you go to P. Ramley on a Saturday night, it's a bit like Death Race. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was Malaysian? If it was a Malaysian show? That'd be so fucking fun. It's like, you know, they're on the starting line, they start, they all crash into each other 20 uh, meters down the road. Uh, all of these uh, prisoners uh, have uh, all committed terrible access to society, uh, and they will all get in their car, uh, can have a bit of a race. <laughs> uh, be very dangerous. <laughs> No. <laughs> Another thing that came out this week, um, venturing to TV news, a uh, new version of V is coming out soon. Yep. It'll be starting this season, this TV season in the US at least. There were some troubles a while ago where they stopped production for a bit to get ahead on the scripts. I think it was something to Dollhouse last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, ABC, they've been a bit dicky about this. Basically, Kenneth, uh, what's his name? Ken Johnson. He's the guy who came up with the original V concepts. He did the first two series, the first two miniseries, which were awesome, mm-hmm. and didn't do the TV show, which was, you know, turn it to Dynasty in Space. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's sourced the concept. He came up with it. He's, he's, he has the rights to write V, the next generation, which he has done. He's written a book, and he was trying to shill around for a movie and stuff. But they basically asked the uh, Writers Guild of America to begin a special remake arbitration to, def- to define if they could see that the scripts for the TV show were remarkably different from the original so that they could say it's not a remake. So they wouldn't have to credit Ken Johnson, so they could <laughs> screw him out of a couple of dollars. <laughs> that is not building your geek cred. Oh, God. Because if there's one thing, you know, if you're rebooting something and you 
go out of your way to piss off the original custom people. People will fucking revolt. Yeah, yeah, people will boycott your shit. Yeah. I mean, all the Star Trek guys, they went out of their way to make sure that they were clear about what they were doing. And they yeah. did, and they even then, them. you still had some hardcore uh, mm. Star Trek fans that were like, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah. This movie pisses all over Star Trek. I've met a couple. I'm, really? Yeah. I haven't met anyone. That's I've met a, met a couple of people at the con who just like hated the movie. Fucking thought that it pissed all over the memory of the classic. I was like, what? Well, it was good news in that the WGA basically said, you're fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's a remake, so give him the money. He fucking came up with the idea, you bastards. I mean, asking the Writers Guild of America, maybe it's not the best idea to get them to arbitrate. I mean, they're always going to be on the writer's side, but like, it's just a bad, it leaves a bad taste in the Yeah, America. yeah, it just doesn't sound good. I mean, and I wasn't necessarily ex- too excited about this anyway, because like the original is something special to me. Yeah, yeah. That right. was like a landmark TV series. And at too. the age when you see it, like, you know, you'll never again see someone distend their jaw and not think of Diana doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you see people doing it that often, but you, you know, know, I mean, it's because there's hope. It's because of a show like that that if I ever ever saw Mark Singer, I'd fucking want want his autograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, Mike, wasn't it? Yeah, Mike Donovan. Mike Donovan. Yeah. Mike Donovan. Fuck yeah. yeah fucking Faye Grant. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside was that was where he cemented his role. He just played that from then on. Tyler. Hard ass. Fucking black leather jacket, Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Ironside, legend. And um, England, what's Peter, Michael? Hmm? England. Oh, Robert England? Robert England as yeah. uh, Freddy Krueger as a really nice guy. Yeah, a really nice alien. Yeah, Willie. Which is just, <laughs> it's hard to work that in. I mean, it was a hard enough concept. They're doing that in the new one as well. There's some aliens who are like underground and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a really hard concept. I mean, we're not going to send like fucking the Taliban to Mars. <laughs> you know I mean? If they run into somebody, it's like, oh, actually, I'm not really with these guys. <laughs> I'm actually, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, you know what I mean? What was uh, Willie's thing in, like, what was, uh, in, in the original, did he fall in love with one of the chicks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she but died, right? I think she died. Yeah, yeah she yeah. died. Was, and then was, after that, like, I remember in the second was, season, he sacrificed himself. Did he sacrifice himself? Yeah, yeah, Willie sacrificed himself to save uh, Mike and a couple Fair. of people. Yeah, because, I mean, it was the other couple, and that's one of the things, the V things, the stay with you. I mean, I didn't even, I think I was, at the age when it was on, yeah. I kind of actually was not allowed to watch it. Even and even when it was repeated, I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was just too much. The first and I think I saw at some point the babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the half breeds, one of yeah. which is completely alien, and yeah, the other yeah. one is like totally human. Like, oh, it's great. And then the snake tongue whips out. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> no, the first time the reveal was your- that series. You, you, I was scared the scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Like God for Sky One. I mean, Sky One in the UK, they broadcast. They will take anything and repeat it ad infinitum. I mean, and I love that about them. I love that about the UK in general. I mean, caught up with so much TV in England. I mean, I would have never known the joys of spandex if it wasn't for Book Rogers being repeated every fucking (laughs) winter on BBC. I would never have known how hot Aaron Gray was. I would never have caught up on V and Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray. Oh, she was hot. But, uh, you know, and uh, V was repeated, Sky One, they were the repeat channel. They just yeah. showed V every night of the week. This is primetime prime programming, 10 years after the thing had been on telly. <laughs> Great, Brilliant. awesome stuff. I caught up on all my Seinfeld and shit, like, <laughs> yeah. when I was at uni in London, just like fucking every weekend, just like catch up on Seinfeld. Yeah, it's too expensive to produce all that shit locally. So some American shit, when you run out of that, I mean, I remember, what was another thing? Um, it wasn't Surface, it was Invasion. Did you ever see that with Carla Guignol? Yeah. 
TV show, but she was like, she'd like put together a plan for like a worst case scenario, what to do with Alien. No, 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 no. I, I saw Asteroid with Michael Bean. Oh, all right, no, this is a <laughs> Invasion is a TV series, and then um, what you call it? Aliens are coming. They found that they're in, the aliens are invading, but in a really insidious way. And she's written a plan about how to deal with first contact. So they get her to put the team together. She's no idea what she's doing and stuff. And it was really good. Uh, Brent Spiner was in it. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the guy from the station agent? The, what the midget? The little guy. Uh, the little person. Peter something or other. Peter something. Yeah, he's been in like uh, loads of other shows as well now. But um, really good. Unfortunately, Channel Four didn't quite stay current with the creators to know that it had been cancelled when they spent like fucking millions advertising invasion on the TV channel mm -hmm. all over the UK. And it was like, this is the next fucking lost. Mm -hmm. And by the time they were one episode in, it was already cancelled. So it does bite them in the ass sometimes in the UK. Yeah. But once it's about 10 years old, yeah, you can catch it. Nah, it's an awesome show. Fucking V. I want to go out and... We can... Down? <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, can, we can source we can, a copy. We can, we can source a copy. I wouldn't mind watching that again, actually. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's kind of scared to watch it again in case it's shit. It is a bit shit. <laughs> but, but when you see it again, like I said, 10 years after the fact, like it was only 84, apparently it got bigger ratings in the Olympics that year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it was the LA Olympics were on in 1984. And it was bigger than that. I always remember every time you see the first paragraph was always when V was on, it was bigger than the Olympics. Hmm. But um, yeah, the re 10 years later, they showed it on Sky One all the time. And yeah, there's a, the miniseries is fantastic. The series sucks balls. <laughs> it's fucking retarded. You have Diana and the vape, the visitors arguing over, you know, there's that blonde chick and they're just arguing, bitching at each other the whole time. It's like an office fucking drama. Yeah. Uh, only instead of, you know, trying to figure out who's gonna get sleep with the hot guy, they're trying to figure out who gets shot into space. <coughs> we need to, actually, we need to do like a- Retro. A retro special. Yeah. Like do watch some really fucked up shit. Do you remember Extra? Movie extra. I've seen bits of that. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's yeah. completely wrong. Yeah, we need like watch that shit. Again. I think we're supposed to do hidden gems, but we always wander extra the news for too long. Extra is definitely a horror hidden gem. Ugh. Life force. Should we move on to reviews? Yes. All right. Do you want to do Inglorious Bastards? First? I'll I'll start off with uh, Inglorious Bastards. I'll prep the gamer juice. Are we gonna drink it now? Well, after you've done yours. How does it smell? Ian, Ian is smelling the bottle. It smells like Red Bull. It smells like Red Bull. I can see through time! <laughs> it's okay. I'm Go fine. On. Okay. Give me a bit of a headache now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, was, um, uh, I, was in, I was in London earlier, and um, I managed to catch uh, Inglorious Bastards, the uh, new film by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the star is Brad Pitt as Lieutenant Aldo Rain, also known as Aldo the Apache. Nice. He's, uh, he's, the whole, th what, what you guys probably know about the movie is that, um, uh, Brad Pitt's, Nazis. Brad Pitt's character leads a bunch of, uh, Jew bastards. Jewish uh, soldiers called, known as the, known as the bastards. Uh, and they basically are going around killing Nazis and that's pretty much what they do. Um, there's also one thing that's not touched on in a lot of the trailers is actually another plot entirely, which is, um, uh, Melanie Laurent, uh, who plays uh, Shoshana Dreyfus, the sole survivor of a Jewish family that um, was assassinated by the men of uh, Colonel Hans Lander, played by Christoph Waltz. Which you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And uh, he is absolutely phenomenal in this movie, but I'll get to him in a bit. Uh, so there's, those are basically the two uh, two plot lines. Oh, so there's only two because I thought again it was a lot more maybe. No, I mean it, it does of... it does spring off into other little things, but these are the two central things. Gotcha. Is uh, Brad Pitt's 
you know, Brad Pitt and his men and their mission, uh, Shoshana uh, and um, her mission. And her mission. I won't get too much into that, but we'll say that it involves a cinema, it involves a movie premiere. <laughs> uh, in which it's, it's well known. Hmm? It's well known that there's like a, there's stuff about that. Yeah, yeah, no, but for those of you who aren't too familiar with it, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about like plots, because like, it, it's, uh, as it is with a lot of Tarantino's movies, it's divided into chapters. Uh-huh. So like chapter one, in my opinion, is the best chapter. Is that Once Upon a Time in... Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Nazi Occupied uh, France. That, it's it's such a beautiful fucking scene. And is that Pitt's first one or? Yeah, that, no, no. It's uh, that's uh, Chris, that's uh, Hans Landa, Christoph Waltz. It's it's his scene where he basically it's an interrogation scene. Yeah, it? it's an interrogation scene. He interrogates this um, this French farmer who is um, uh, keeping Jewish uh, sort of refugees. <laughs> uh, the family of um, Shoshana Dreyfus, a Melanie Laurent's character, who is absolutely fucking stunningly beautiful, gorgeous, mm-hmm. hot. Crazy, insane hot. How did Diane Kruger? Because I know you liked Diane Kruger's uh, poster. Yeah, no, Diane Kruger did it for me as well, but no, 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 just uh, yeah. this this chick is just like woohoo. <laughs> Diane Kruger is like, yeah. No, no, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. No, not to, you know, like uh, very. Kick around a bad freaking Christmas. Very easy on the eyes, indeed. Yeah. I guess I just liked um, uh, the, the Shoshana's character a bit more. Yeah. Um, she's more screen time. Although anyway. Diane, yeah, she does. Um, she's actually the closest thing to a lead. The movie has, and I had heard that in the, the pre-publicity stuff. Yeah, I mean, Brad Pitt um, is his character is essentially a supporting character, and uh, he is uh, the his men consist of uh, Eli Roth, who plays Sergeant Donnie Donowitz, also known as the Bear Jew. The Bear Jew, the Bear <laughs> Jew. Yeah, he he basically he beats the shit out of Nazis with a baseball bat. Nice. Um, Eli Roth can't act, dude. <laughs> I was going to get to. I was going to wait for you to do a bit more review before I ask how is he. I'll get to that in a minute. But I'm just going to say that. Um, Till Schweiger, who is uh, in um, the new Yui Ball movie that you want to see. Far Cry. Yeah, he's the lead in that. Uh, he plays Sergeant Hugo Stiglitz, who is um, a Nazi. They're Jews themselves, aren't they? Yeah, but he's a, he's a Nazi killing Nazi. Oh, right. Yeah, he just like, in, within the Nazi army, just basically like killed all these fucking Nazi soldiers. And when he finally gets caught and he gets sent into prison, the bastards had heard about him. Yeah. So they broke him out. <laughs> it was like, we're fans of your work. <laughs> Genius. How would you like to go professional? By the way, it's just like, the bastards had heard about them. They call, is it yeah. mentioned in the movie? Yes, yeah, they call the glorious bastards. The, the, the word glorious, I don't hear. It's, they are known as the bastards. Nice. Um, and, I, and I do like that. Uh, and also um, B.J. Novak as uh, P.B.C. Smithson Yukvich. <laughs> uh, Omar Doom as P.B.C. Omar Ulmer. Uh, there's there's a, there's quite a few of them. I mean, and um, Michael uh, Fassbender turns up. Um, How's he? In the movie. He's he's very good. Is he? He's very good. Very he's, slick. Very I've slick. only really seen him in 300, but there's been a lot of other things saying he's very good in it. Is he in Fish Tank? That new movie that came yeah, out as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Some in, other things. He's in it. Fish Tank. He's the lead in um, Neil Marshall's new movie. He was in. Um, uh, Arthur, the King Arthur movie, wasn't he? Was he in that as well? I can't, I can't quite remember. With um, Children of Men guy. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like a, he's an up and comer, and he's he's very good. Um, and he plays a, a British soldier who is also happens to be a film critic and has written some books on film. <laughs> <laughs> and he, his, I like him already. This guy's name is Lieutenant Archie uh, Hickox. And uh, he, he's the closest thing to another plotline where he comes in halfway, sent by the British, mm-hmm. to uh, meet up with the bastards and to meet up with um, uh, the, their informant, who is, pl- who is uh, a movie star, a German movie star, Bridget von Hammerschmark, who's played by Diane Kruger. Ah, gotcha. Um, and that's essentially their whole thing. And so that's 
their story. Uh, Shoshana's story is that four years she escapes. Um, Hans Lander basically lets her go, has the opportunity to kill her in the beginning, but lets her go. And then we jump four years later, and that's where her story starts, where she's running this movie theater. And, um, be and uh, this guy, uh, what's his name? PBC uh, uh, Frederick Zoller, who's played by Daniel Brühl. And he's like a, nat a national uh, Nazi hero, mm -hmm. who, who's also a bit of a film buff. Uh, <laughs> sees her basically like uh, changing the sign the, the titles on her on, on, on the uh, on the cinema and starts talking to her fancies her and that's how the premiere ends up in her uh cinema because what she doesn't realize is that he's a national hero because he shot like a whole bunch of italians like from this uh, watchtower and um uh Pro professor goebbels <laughs> uh, the uh the, uh is making a movie called nation's pride right. and he's the star and it's about him <laughs> <laughs> It's an ego project. Yeah. But you got funding, which is good. You yeah. got funding, let's get funding for that. And so they decide to, they were going to have it somewhere else, somewhere more showy, but because this guy's got the hots for Shoshana, he, he convinces them to have the premiere there, and it's this big national swelling pride thing, and then the Fuhrer is there, and then so these things converge. Yeah. So that's, that, that's about as much as there is to uh, give away about the whole thing without giving anything cool away. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is, is it good? It's very good. It's very good, is it? It's very good. Um, but uh, you, the, if you have is, if you if you have issues with uh, the, the sort of like the thing that Tarantino's been doing lately by overindulging himself with his with his writing, which you, is what I've heard, you are going to have um, similar complaints. There are scenes in there that are longer than they need to be. Yeah, you know, just I so mean, we can hear his voice. For whatever the reason, it's too long. Is he in it? No. Good. He's not in it. Um, the cast is uniformly great. The performances are all um, pre are all are all cool. Um, Mike Myers turns up as um, uh, Michael Fassbender's um, boss. boss, and uh, he is completely distracting. Really? He just he takes you out of the movie? He completely. takes you out of the movie. He's playing Austin Powers, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it just takes you completely out of the movie. I don't it's like when Ross from Friends turned up and saved a uh, by the brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know if his performance is good or bad or what. All I know is, is that it belongs in some other fucking movie. Yeah. It shouldn't be there. You know, it just, it really takes you out of it. Um, it's sort of, uh, the, it's... We should pitch Myers in a movie where Austin Powers goes back in time and teams are and uh, has to fight Dr. Evil. Mm -hmm. That'll work. Eli Roth is not given that much to do, but what little he does, he's, he's bad. He's bad. No, it's, it's his voice. Really? It's every time he opens his mouth and speaks, it just jars. It doesn't work. You know, well, what is like, he, has he got like a South accent or a country no, accent? No, 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 it's some weird sort of fucking, uh, it's not, he's not trying to put on any accent. I think that's generally how he sounds. Yeah, yeah. And he just, you know, it's like, at first, when the first time you see him, is when he beats the shit out of this fucker with the bat, and then he goes into this rampage. It's like, fucking yeah, fucking yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. And at that point, I was actually laughing. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, all right. Every time he spoke since, I, I was just cringing. Really? Yeah, it just didn't work. Uh, something about his voice, it just like, it sounded like toneless, like there was no, don't know, just like, it, and, his, and he doesn't really have much of an expression. Really? It doesn't really change all that much. He's he just like, kind of smirks. He's just smirking all the time. <laughs> I heard that as well. You know? And it's, there's there's one sort of funny bit like in the premiere where um, uh, for reasons that I won't get into some of the men have to pretend to be Italian and he's one of them. Yeah. There, there's some bits that, that you know that part was pretty funny but it was funny because he was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it kind of looked like it was happening on purpose. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone else really complain about him so maybe it's just me. 
But, you know, I don't really have any issues with Eli Roth. I liked him in Death Proof. I thought he was pretty good in Death Proof. I haven't seen that yet. I still have a copy of that watch. Yeah, I mean, like, he was in Death Proof, and I didn't have any issues with him there. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and I like Hostel, so I got no issues with the fucker. But just, like, yeah. He, yeah, I found him really distracting in this movie. I think I've seen him more on DVD extras for other movies like Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just, like, I just found, yeah, he, he kind of kind of fucked it up a little bit for me. Uh, Brad Pitt is doing 100% caricature, but you don't care because he's just having a ball. And it's fun. It's fun. He's just having a great time. He's like, I'm in a fucking Tarantino movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck it. My, I am cool for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one Tarantino movie in, can, can do more for me in terms of being cool than like working with Fincher 10 times. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just something about it. It's a badge of honor you wear, even like, even if but he's also he's getting to play a role that is just from the trailers and everything else I've seen. It's a like I said, it's a caricature, and it's something that actors can like. He's chewing on the. Scenery. He's chewing on the scenery, and after you know, and he's put his fucking serious actor time in. You know, mm. <laughs> he's been he's been lobbying for the Oscar for quite a while. It's like when you see De Niro in Stardust. Yeah, you're like fuck yeah, awesome. Yeah, do you it. Know, as opposed to seeing De Niro in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, or <laughs> analyze, analyze that. this or that. <laughs> Or meet the parents. Or meet the parents. Anything basically comedy, because he wants his comedy chops, but he just can't do it anymore. But, but the yeah. big button question is, without giving too much away, how did you find the ending? Um, because for those of you who know, you know. But for those of you who don't know, it may come as a bit of a shock. Yeah, but we're not going to give that away here. I, I liked it. Yeah, it made sense it. in the movie. It made sense in the movie. I mean, like you kind of walk out of there going, "If only." <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, one thing you gotta understand, and and, and uh, you know, Tarantino makes no bones about this, is that this is a this fantasy is, movie. This is a Tarantino war movie, and he's gonna do it any way he fucking wants. Yeah. You're either on board or you're not. So my my advice would be just just get on board. Yeah, yeah. Just get on board and have fun because it is very fun. There are genius moments in it. There are you know like there are. It's the thing with Tarantino that makes you forgive his shortcomings because when he does. When he is when he's good, when he's, he's good, great. he's un, he's when untouchable. When he's bad, he's horrible. Yeah, exactly. And there's no horrible moments in this movie. Yeah. There are indulgent moments. There are slightly boring moments. There are moments where uh, it really it's like, what the fuck? Let's just move along. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just you know, can we just move along? You will definitely be saying that to yourself a couple of times. But it's nothing that I that I think will affect your overall enjoyment of the movie. I mean, it's still very fun. How and long is Chris, it? It's two and a half hours. Oh, okay. It's a two well, It's long. Yeah. Um, and uh, Christoph Waltz, who plays Colonel Hans Lando, also known as the Jew Hunter, is a f- he's astounding in this movie. He, yeah. You cannot take your eyes off him. Uh, and he, he performs in English, uh, German, French, and Italian. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, it would almost like hang the casting of this character is so crucial to find someone. A lot of the movie is in subtitles. Yeah, a lot of the movies and they don't do. I heard that they don't do the zooming into the ear hunt for October effect. They actually German speak German. Yeah, French speak French. Yeah, yeah. American um, and speak. And the movie weird. is all the better for it. Yeah, the movie is all the better for it. Um, I mean, especially like the the opening scene is just like great for me. Yeah. The the Once Upon a Time in Nazi Occupied France that was just such a genius short film. Yeah. You know, you would, happy, would have been happy just watching that. If that was just a short film watching that, I'd be like, that's, that's fucking awesome. This director's up and coming, we should give him some more money. <laughs> uh, because it really sets the tone of, uh, of, Christ, of uh, Colonel Hansland, that, that, that character, just the, the presence that that character has. Because of that scene, every single time you see him again after that, you're just mesmerized. Just mesmerized by that. And it's all to do with like the, 
just Definitely. the impact that he makes in that scene, just his performance alone. And also the guy who, uh, the guy who plays the farmer, um, who's um, being interrogated, he is also fucking awesome. He looks familiar. I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but uh, he is also very, very good. It's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. I mean, especially after coming after Death Proof, uh, this is uh, huge. It's not his best movie. It's not Tarantino's best, but it's, uh, it's, it's a very, very good film. Holy shit. What? It's coming out here. It is? 22nd of October, Inglorious Bastards, Action War. Sweet. Sweet. Be heavily cut, but still. Is there much sex in it? There's no sex. Excellent. No, no, wait. There's one scene. Might like to cut There's that one much. scene, and it's like, it's, fu it's funny. Is there a lot of swearing? Uh, a fair bit. Because violence passes most of the time. It's yeah, just yeah. the swearing and sex that doesn't get passed. Not as much as some of the others. I mean, because a lot of it's, you know, in Suffolk. Sweet. But yep, I, I'm highly recommended. If you are a Tarantino, if you are a Tarantino fan, you will definitely appreciate it. Yeah, because I'm even a face sitter with the, uh, a fence sitter <laughs> with the things I've heard. But um, yeah, definitely now, I'm definitely psyched to go see it. Mm -hmm. All right, this week I was mostly watching Gamer. Uh huh. Shall we? Shall we? So, for those of you who don't know, Gamers brought to you by the same guys who brought us Crank 1 and Crank 2. Which are awesome movies. Yeah. Uh, Mark Nevildine and... Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor. So, yeah. The setup for this movie, right, is Shall we, that, shall we take the... Uh, oh, shit, yeah, the juice. We can review the movie against the juice. I'm going to drink from the bottle. But the time I have, so. Just uh, that'll do. Okay, it's clear. It's kind of purple tint. Is there a purple tint? Yeah, it? it's a purple tint. It's got a rich bouquet. Mm. Yeah, it's got a lot of nose. <laughs> it smells, again, I got, I think I'm blind in one eye. I got Fucking A, man. Don't sniff it. All right. Because it's bad. Okay, let's just do it. All right, two to one, go. Oh. Tastes like cough medicine. Damn fool, you should never mix your drinks. <laughs> oh, wow. My mouth is wearing a woolly jumper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That does taste like something I've had somewhere, probably drunk. Ugh. Not that I've drunk it, but I've drunk all drunk. Tastes like yogurt. It doesn't taste like yogurt. I like it yogurt. Tastes like strawberry yogurt. <laughs> Damn, can't get any more. <laughs> <laughs> feeling pumped. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, yeah. I'm feeling cranked. Alright. Time for the review, motherfuckers. Let's game! Like the drink? It's a heavy hitter. Oh, it's a heavy hitter. It's, a, it's intense, it's extreme. It's in your face, it's got no cholesterol. Let's just put it this way, you taste it. Yeah. I gotta think of a metaphor now for that fucking movie against this. The setup of this movie anyway is that uh, it's one of these movies where they, and I hate these things usually, where there's one piece of technology that's changed the world, but it doesn't seem to affect anything else. And that always annoys me, because you look at Blade Runner, there's like, yes, there's replicants, but there's flying cars, there's weird shit, there's computers that are odd, there's people are wearing, you know, there's umbrellas that light up. It's a world. Mm -hmm. And we know, I mean, you put the people put MP3 players in cameras. Right. You can get it by a camera with an MP3 player. It's totally redundant. There's no reason for it, but like that is how pervasive that technology has gotten. So it really pisses me off when I see a movie like this, where a future movie where they have just one thing different. Strange Days did it and was just like, well, they should at least have a... Everything's the same except the squid. Yeah. Yeah. So. This does do, and quite cleverly as well, a lot of background is put into this. So there's a game called Slayers, and what it is is that video gamers at home can control real people. They put this shit in your brain that turns it into a fucking laptop and you can hook up to it. 
Yeah. It has a, it, 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 they even go to that point of like, be, you know, playing to the tech crowd to say, this gives your brain an IP address. Right. Yeah, they actually say that. So, it starts with this battle, you know, this montage around the world showing you how Slayers has become the biggest sport in the world. So it's like people at home control these meat puppets essentially, drive them around through these video games, and if you get to 30, the, all the guys who are in this game are um, on death row. And if you, if you get to 30, you get to go free. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, overlap with Death Race in just the plot and also in the look because it has that grey style, you know, yeah, most, the, the majority the of the colors. The trailer kind of has that thing. And, yeah. and Gerard Butler is kind of like a little bit of a Jason Statham knockoff anyway. He is, he's <laughs> going that way. He's heading that way, definitely. And if he does a few more of these instead of doing fucking P.S. I Love You and what's the other one he's doing with Catherine Hegel? Uh, yeah, the truth. That's abysmal. He's, and he's doing a movie uh, with um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, he's got to lay out. I mean, P.S. I love you. He, just leave it, dude. Just no. Or choose better romantic comedy scripts. Do not do any more. <laughs> They're shit. But um, <laughs> he's playing Cable, who is 28 win 27 wins at the beginning of the movie. So he's got three more to go before he can, he can get out. He can get out. Yeah. But uh, the way it works is that he's not actually controlling himself. And like there is a delay between the controller doing something and the actual Slayer doing stuff. She's actually called uh, Cable. His name is actually Tillman, and um, there's a whole plot there in the background of why he's in jail. Mm -hmm. He's kept in jail because um, he's Ken good, Castle. He's, he's good for ratings. He's good for racing. He is Frankenstein from uh, Death Race, but also he's just done that by accident because he just he stays alive because he's got the reactions. He used to be in the in the army and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be so. The some of the time it's him, some of the time it's the other guy. Yeah. Um, you see in the trailer the two of them talking. They don't have that at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's the guy controls him, and you ne there's no communication between them apart from turn me around because <laughs> you can see something that the other guy's not aware of. Mm -hmm. But the communication is not two way at all. Okay. So you're not even given the impression that there is this communication in the background. But it starts off with a battle that is just it's what you'd expect from the guys from Crank. It's got all that shit from Death Race as well. You know, shit exploding in your face, people blowing up left, right, and center, crazy shit running around couple of nice gamer touches as well there's like one real life guy goes over to the corpse and just bounces up and down and it's like oh god he teabagged me <laughs> or I, I, if, if any, of you, any of you have ever played Counter Strike you'll know about bunny hopping it's where like you know instead of just running in a straight line we can get shot you hop and you know if you're in a Middle Eastern setting on the level and all these special forces guys are jumping the whole time it just looks odd and it looks even odder in this it's quite funny but the setup is that this guy can cancel. in terms of like the action, the censorship? The action didn't seem to be cut much. Okay. A lot more in the language area. But uh, the main setup is that this guy, Ken Castle, who's played by Michael C. Hall, who's from uh, Dexter. He's like Bill Gates, but he's a fucking crazy bastard. He's chewing on the scenery for this movie. He's probably very much like Brad Pitt. He's just having fun. Mm -hmm. uh, he just sits around eating noodles, or eating uh, papadums, and just like, you know, throwing some of them away while watching TV. He's just doing weird shit the entire time. It's like, of all the people who try to take over the world, he isn't, you don't see it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, he invented this game, first of all, by doing Second Life. If you've heard of Second Life, it's a game where it's a 3D game, you go online, you can customize whatever the fuck you look like. Like a bit like the surrogates as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of overlap with different movies coming out recently. Um, and you, you control this meat puppet as well, but it's more of a social thing, so you can do whatever you want. You can fuck whoever you want, you can look like whatever you want, and you see some of that in his wife, because this is the game that came out first, and then they pitched it to take over the penal system. So it sets up that, yeah, this technology was first quite benign, but then got a bit hard for because like you go straight into death race it doesn't seem you know realistic that they would just go straight to okay we've got a lot of people in prison let's make them race and kill each other or let's make them run around and play controlled by other people and you know shit happens 
so there's some backstory to what's going, why he's in prison. His wife, unfortunately, his wife and kid, the kid's been taken away from the wife. His wife is having to be an actress in this society game where she essentially goes in, they dress her mm-hmm. in whatever they're, this fucking huge, they, they found the most disgusting man ever. Mm-hmm. He just sits at home with no top on, getting waffles, dipping them in syrup and dribbling it all over himself while he's eating it. Mm-hmm. And he's playing as her, so everything he says, she says. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a fantastic cameo by uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. He turns up and his character, you know, he's like in all fucking skin tight latex. Rick like, Rape. His name he's is Rick Rape. Rape. <laughs> and he's just like twitching the whole time, whether there's some glitch with his software. And I think he's being controlled by a woman and uh, Amber Valletta as um, Jared Butler's wife is being controlled by this fat ugly dude. And the two of them are just talking about nasty things to each other. It's just... Uh, but Cable's getting close to his ending. Sounds awesome. Does, I mean, that, those scenes kind of work as well. There's the, the, the insanity of them with the crank guys. And this is actually comes to be a bit of a minus for the movie. They start off insane. They start off with a battle scene that's like bodies flying through the fucking air. You know, they have the whole non-physics thing. You get shot with a few bullets. You fly through the fucking window and you fly back 16, 20 feet. After that, any action they do can't top it you know what I mean you, there's no progression in the uh, battle scenes there right. is a car chase but you're just like then you're totally when the car chase hits you're like this is fucking death race because there's two fucking cloud trucks going mm-hmm. after him but um, he figures out what's going on there's another li- thing with uh, Ludacris the rapper Ludacris is in it as uh, this group called the humans who have seen this technology could fuck up people are because this stuff when you put it in your head you can't get it out so the people who are going into society, it only works within certain sectors of the city. They're set off to say, this is the Slayer sector and this is the society sector. Once you're outside that, it can't control you. But it, this shit replaces your brain cells. It duplicates them so you're the same person, but it actually you can never get it out of your body. Right. And Michael C. Hall has a plan. Sure. And there's a, an awesome scene with him having a load of goons where he's actually dancing to, uh, I'll cut you under my skin, because he's under the skin of Caleb. Mm-hmm. And he's dancing, and all these prison inmates on either side of him, there's about six either side, they're dancing in time and doing a fucking show number. <laughs> it's genius, just to ha- for no reason, just to have them doing this. And then at the end of, when they get to the chorus, they all run in and try to beat the shit out of Cable. Awesome. But um, it does do, I mean, it, 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 I remember when this first, when I first heard about this, I was thinking, this is the dumbest fucking idea ever. But they do play it well. You know, the, 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 the gamer who controls Cable even Kate, when they, they, he gets some software up the humans so we can talk to each other and they're talking shit and he's a fucking idiot the kid he's like you know oh man oh, we, got, we got some gibbs there you know some some flesh flying around it's like these are fucking people I talk to you bastard <laughs> like could you shut the fuck up or if you want to get out of this you gotta turn me loose but he knows something about, about Ken Castle's plan so they've sent people to kill him and all that kind of shit and there's a, he's got, they go through the three battles he has left John Leguizamo's in it a bit as a kind of a guy who just starts talking to him because again, you're sitting, you're just sitting, you're not talking, you're just not doing anything. You know, what, what, what are you doing over here? You don't even fuck. John Leguizamo seems to be like doing a lot of these kinds of roles. He right? definitely is. He's playing John, Le- you know, the freaky John Leguizamo. He's, he repeats everything, all the time. <laughs> um, what's this guy called? Like, because that, that sounds exactly like his role in his, in the remake of uh, Assault from Precinct 13. Yeah, is he kind of a twitchy fucker? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's like a heroin addict, basically. <laughs> one of the ca- actually, there's one line of dialogue in Assault of Precinct 13 describing his character that I thought was pretty funny. I like, look at him, he's twitchy. Like motherfucking Mike Tyson has a spelling bee. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Tyson, looking very much like him is Terry Crews, who is set loose in the game. And all the gamers have, like, it's all pretty much flat because there is a lag. Mm-hmm. 
between your movement because they're, they're in like a full 3D AR suite that you you don't you don't control them via an Xbox controller you control them via like moving and shit. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of lag between everyone has the same basic setup so there is a lag between when you see something when you shoot stuff like that when your gamer when your Slayer responds. He gets into the game and he's got no controller, so you just do whatever the fuck he wants and he just he's. I mean, very much like Terry Gibson in Death Race, he's again chewing on the scenery. Like the, the, his introduction is just like two guys standing in front of a huge TV screen talking about how they're going to set him loose in the game, and he's just standing. His, 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 it's just on the TV screen, just him from the shoulders up, going <laughs> for a good ten minutes. It's not just like you know, and then blip vert off. It's actually just like him, and he's just I'm gonna fucking kill something. He's also in. Uh, going to be coming. He's also in the Expendables. Yeah. And I mean, he can, and you, you can. He takes off longer, and he's fucking ripped. I'm, I, I like Terry Crews. He's cool, and I mean, the, the, the one bit where the action does peak is related to him and a gun and a foot, and it's great. I think I hope the uh, the uh, DVD release of Terminator Salvation has his stuff in there. Yeah, he, he was supposed to be in it. He was, he was, the, he was the brother of um, of um, Common. Common, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, because like when when um, John Connor climbs up at, at the uh, the beginning of the opening sequence. The camera pans and you see Terry Crews there dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know Terry Crews ain't gonna just turn up. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that'll be in the uh, R-rated version. Version. Along well, yeah. With, uh, moon blood goods tits. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of comparisons with Death Race and very much like Death Race as well. It's not a movie that's gonna change. It's not half as good as Crank. It's yeah. not. No, it's not. I mean, Crank is sheer cinematic lunacy. And there is a nice touch that I, I was kind of thinking, these are the guys that crank, right? Was that some other movie? But then the, 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 the gamer who controls him, mm-hmm. he's wearing a t-shirt, white t-shirt with digital print that just says, crank. <laughs> and he, he's getting interrogated by Keith David in this, at that point. Keith David. Who you know is coming because when they're showing ads, they show a lot of the, you know, the, again, it's, the world building is quite well done. It's nice. It's not subtle as such because these are huge ads. I think they even have the Twin Towers. Oh, yeah? With this, a banner between them saying, cable. Two fights to go to freedom, because it has that you know fucking WrestleMania vibe about the the, uh-huh. the the publicity for it. Keith David is just one of these actors who is a welcome addition to any cast. Mm. It's like, any- and he turns up on the voiceover for his ads. You're thinking they didn't just get killed, Keith David, for that. And then like 20 minutes later, he's interrogating the kids. Like, oh yeah, Keith David. Never a bad thing. You fucking with me? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, every movie he's in is just elevated, just yeah, like yeah. him being in it. He's the black Christopher Walken. <laughs> no. <laughs> he is, he's, he's not. He's close. He's not. Who's the black Christopher Walken? Uh, the black Christopher Walken? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> no black man's that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Only honkies can be that crazy. Only fucking Italians can go that. <laughs> Oh well, but uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's not a movie that you should really set time aside in your day. But if it's on, watch it. It's it's one of the better kind. Of, it's a it's it's a modern B movie essentially, mm-hmm. and it is quite good. I mean, there's, there there there's some good parts in it. There's a point where like there's a, they need to get ethanol. He needs, there's no vehicles to get out of the game zone. You need to get ethanol, and you're like the steps that lead to that. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it all makes sense, and that was very, very clever. There's a reveal there. I won't say it on air, but okay. it's nicely done. And some other shit as well, like you know. It's got its moments. Yeah, yeah. Terry Crews like grabs his wife and fucking beats the shit out of um, Jared Butler, and then gets him left. And now these like you know these couple get in, and he fucking terrorizes them. And the other person, <laughs> the wife can't do anything because she's being controlled by the, the other guy. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is like. When Terry Crews takes out his knife between, behind the couple in because he, he's broken into the society area and um, 
Amber Valletta is being controlled by the fat fucking home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, Terry Crews pulls out his knife to try and fuck with her head. He's like, I'm going to kill these fuckers. And then she's like, do it. Because the guy who's behind the controller is a complete fucked heart. Mm-hmm. So, but when the lift doors open, there's fucking Jared Butler straight away. He's come down the fucking stairs. They didn't even show him. It's just like, bam! Cool. So cool bits like that. Um, I'd recommend seeing it, but again, go seeing Rory's first, I guess. And that's it. That's me going for this week. Cool. All Let's right. look at the uh, box office. Box office top 10 from Malaysia and the US. We got a quick look at coming soon. Uh, Perfect Getaways next week. Hangover finally out the 1st of October. You can catch that. Far Cry mm-hmm. movie I know I'm looking forward to in October as well. Mm-hmm. Uwe Ball. And 500 Days of Summer should be out as well on the 1st of October. I really want to see that. Yeah, I've heard good things. Uh, sorority Road on Carabao. White Out's getting horrible reviews. Yeah, terrible reviews. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, I was looking forward to that. Yeah. Surrogates, we don't have to wait too long. I thought it was a bit further away than the 8th of October. And Pandorum's the 15th. More I'm seeing the Pandorum or more I want to see stuff. The Informer's 29th of October. Excellent. There's some good stuff happening. Good shit coming. Good times ahead from McGatton Fries. You get any time to go see the fucking cinema. So I up. So, looking at the Malaysian box office top 10, at number 10, District 9. Great movie. Absolutely great. Number nine, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Fun movie. Fun movie. Number eight, Orphan. Orphan. There's something wrong with Esther. I've heard good things. Number seven, Kansa Kanta Swami. Number six, Six, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Number five, Up Up, 3D. 3D, Which is not in 3D anymore. I had a look. I couldn't see it yesterday because it wasn't in 3D. Number four, The Ugly Truth. Stop going to see these types of movies, people. They're shit. Number three, Gamer. Yeah! Number two, Final Destination 3D. I have actually heard about, there was one point in this where the, the doomed cast go to a 3D movie. Uh-huh. And they, when they, they put on their glasses, the screen is all blurry. Oh, yeah. Everything else is in 3D, but the 3D screen that should be 3D is actually blurry. It's a weird kind of... Effect? Thing in thing, you know, movie in movie thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that they go towards it, and I don't think they really exploit it because it could be mm-hmm. a great idea to say like, Oh, the 3D acts coming towards me. Oh my God, it's a real act! Because it's Final Destination. I might go see it. I mean, I enjoyed the first one. Who was the kid in the first one? Uh, Daywin something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He also did My Idle Hands. Idle Hands was yeah. genius. Yeah, I like that. And I liked him in, in Final Destination 1 had the thing that, sim- you know, this, his character was very similar between the two. Yeah. Because it got, it got the genius part where he's like, he knows what, he figures out what's going on. And mm-hmm. he's staying in that shack mm-hmm. and he can see the death traps around him yeah, and he yeah, starts yeah. safety proofing it and I thought that was a, you know you don't see that in a horror movie where the yeah. person actually realizes I shouldn't go into the basement mm-hmm. he actually she- sees this shit happening yep, and yep. safety proofs himself and yep. I love the movie for that yep two pissed me off a bit three I only, I only saw the first one yeah. I never saw um, I, I never saw any of the sequels one was fun yeah one was good fun number one where got ghost, ghost. <laughs> I guess this is a local movie you remember this no I haven't U.S. Number, number 10, 10 gamer. gamer. Two weeks on release over there. Dropping fast. Number 9, Julie and Julia. I didn't see great reviews of this. Uh, it's, it's sort of mixed. Yeah. Empire gave it a glowing review. Really? Yeah. Film. Number 8, District 9. Great movie. Number 7, Whiteout. Dropping fast. Number 6, Sorority Row. This looks retarded. Yeah, but it's got stupid hot fucking chicks. horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Number, uh, number 5, The Final Destination. Not in 3D. <laughs> number 4, All About Steve. I What's hear that? this movie's retarded. Sandra Bullock. Number three, Inglourious Bastards, holding in well. Nice. It's gonna be uh, Tarantino's first uh, 100 million grocer in a while. Yeah. Number two, nine. Really wanna see this. Number one, 
Tyler Perry's I Can Do Bad all by myself. I have not seen, we mentioned this before, I have, I have not, not seen, seen a single one of these. Any of his, I was like, who the fuck is Tyler Perry? Who's, uh, Medea, is it? Tyler Perry's Medea is his character? Mm-hmm, something like that. We're getting old, dude. We haven't got a finger on the pulse anymore. No, no. Let me see, actually, when's nine coming out here? It, nine. I guess it's not coming out. Oh, nine, 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 nine. nine. Buttons. Yeah. Nine. Uh, November. 19th of November. Same week as Planet 51. Right. Uh, oh my god, that's an animation week. Yep. Holy shit. Planet 51, Where the Wild Things Are, Fantastic Mr. Fox, A Christmas Carol, and Nine. I'm taking the week off. That's going to be a crazy week. That's going to be crazy. I really want to see who the wild things are. Right. Yeah, me too. No, I'm, I got a real hard on for that movie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it looks... It looks amazing. It looks Absolutely fucking genius. beautiful. And just even the way they're marketing it. Yeah, very uh, clever. The Everything posters are just... I've seen the was posters of the faces of Carol and the other monsters. Mm-hmm. There was... Um, if you go to uh, IMP, I, I, IMPawards.com, uh, you can download all, all of these posters. Yeah. And the thing I think on MySpace, if you do, if you do a search for just... Um, where the wild things are, I think it is on MySpace. They have the Arcade Fire. They, they just use their song. They got them to do a special yeah. version that suits the trailer. Yeah, right? no, it's and beautiful. That's one thing with Gamer as well. I guess it's that, that shows the crank guys that sensibility showing through. The trailers always had Sweet, Thing, Sweet Dreams Are Made yeah. of These by Marilyn Manson on yeah. it. The movie starts with Sweet Dreams Are Made of These. And it actually, I was like, oh, nice to get that in. Because I mean, I was pissed off at Sin City when they had that tr- awesome tune, the trailer, which yeah. is actually, I downloaded it and it's not a great song. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't in the song movie at all. Yeah. And it was the same with uh, Terminator, trying to find that just awesome drum track. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? The Day the World Went Away by Nine Inch Nails. I have 16 versions of it. None of them are quite like the one in the trailer, which is just, fuck yeah. Really, really good. I want to put that on when I got to write a fucking document, like, fuck yeah, anymore. It's like, <laughs> kick it. I feel a column coming on. You getting to our new regular, semi-regular feature, shit off the internet? Yep. We're going to say goodbye to you now, but we'll close with... I'm uh, a, hey, Gavin, I'm going to let you finish. But when it comes to finishing, Fucking Kao Lang from Mortal Kombat was the best finisher of all time! <laughs> if, for those of you who haven't seen Kanye West uh, <laughs> pissing off Tyler, something Tyler? Yeah, um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, there's actually a website online which has just superimposed Kanye West with um, pictures in the background. It's like, yo, God, I'm going to let you finish creating the world. But the Sega Genesis was the best Genesis of all time. He basically got up on stage at the VMAs and said to uh, Taylor Swift, hey Taylor, I'm not gonna let you finish. But Beyonce's video for, what was yeah, it, yeah. put a ring on it, was the best video of all time. I know, it's like, what the fuck? Why'd you do that for? That's but just... apparently I've heard in your previous years, the VMAs come up and when he doesn't get best um, male or best album show that, he's freaked out and he's like said, no, I'm not fucking doing it next year, fuck you. And he's, like, he said this, it's not, he said it off camera or he said it somewhere else, he wrote them a fucking letter to say, I'm not fucking doing it. And then a year goes by and he's like, well, I got nominated again. Fuck it, yeah. He's just, <laughs> it, he's a dipshit. He's insanely up his own ass. His head is so far up his own ass, he can see out his tonsils. Well, here is a little audio of um, the President of the United States, Obama, Barack Obama, calling Kanye West a jackass. Uh, but it's been fun, guys. It's been fun. Thanks for listening. Uh, is it video? Okay, great, thanks. This is video of the President of the United States calling Kanye West a jackass after Kanye West went out the other day during the MTV Awards and uh, decided that he should be the guy who decides who wins an award <laughs> over Beyonce. 
It's kind of interesting. We want you to listen to it, and then we're going to talk about it with Roland. The young lady seems like a perfectly nice person. She's getting her award. What's he doing? Why would he do that? He's a jackass. <laughs> No, no, all this stuff. That's a I'm assuming all this stuff. Where's the pool? Come on, guy. Cut the president some slack. President Obama, you've been punked. 